It's a Midwest lifestyle I'm living. Think I'm hyped now, pipe down. I ain't trying to kick it. It's a Midwest lifestyle I'm living. Think I'm hyped now, pipe down. I ain't about to kick it. It's a Midwest lifestyle I'm living. Think I'm hyped now, pipe down. I ain't trying to kick it. It's a Midwest lifestyle I'm living. Think I'm hyped now, pipe down. I ain't about to kick it. Yeah, you better run for cover. Keep ducking the same trouble. Keep bumping gums, come with the same brother, you gon' get it someday. Yes, indeed. What's going on, everybody? It's a Midwest lifestyle we're living. That's for you, Jungle Brother, just to let you know where we're coming from. Sports done right, Tuesday night. You know where we're coming from, everybody. It is a beautiful, beautiful night here in Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. I am the sports governor, Vince Wright. You're here on Spreaker.com. Checking out Sports Done Right, and we are here every Tuesday night, 7.30 Central Standard Time. So, want to say what's going on, everybody, and even want to start out with our main man, Jungle Brother. What's up with you, man? Oh, man, kids are even hating on, on the Jungle Brother real quick. Anyway, man, hope everybody once again had a great weekend. It was a very fun-filled weekend of sports. Uh, great college football games. Alabama goes down. The Mississippi Rebels rise up to the occasion. We will, unfortunately, as uh, people have referred them, the Groundhogs, a.k.a. the Golden Gophers. Very disappointing uh, showing with the Kent State Golden Flashes. I mean, good Lord. But, hey, they came out of it with a win. There, thank God they have a very, very awesome defense this year. I'll tell you that right now. So again, Vince Wright, Sports Done Right every Tuesday here on Spreaker.com. Hope everybody is doing well. Hope everybody had a great weekend. I know I did. Uh, unfortunately, uh, one of my old work friends was getting married. We weren't able to make the wedding. Had some uh, other commitments we couldn't get out of. But a uh, real nice weekend as uh, things are starting to take a little bit of a uh, twist southwards temperature-wise here in Minnesota. Uh, these nights are getting a little bit cooler, a little bit cooler. So you know what's coming, people. But we won't worry about that until it happens. So anyway, man, hope everybody um, out there in the chat room is having a good week. Let's see who's all up in this joint. Big War, damn Eagle Gerald. What's going on with Auburn, man? Jacksonville State. Come on now. Come on. The Chief Rocker. Don't drink vodka. He keeps the microphone inside his locker. He's in this bitch. Jersey Vern, the Chief Rocker. What's going on? And my main man, Sluggo, tuning in. What's going on to Sluggo? My main man, and he's in here with everybody else. So, Spreaker.com, sports done right every Tuesday. We're going to touch on a whole bunch of stuff. We're going to touch on a little golf. We're going to touch, obviously, on football, college, and pro. We're going to talk a little baseball as that season's winding up. Uh, Vern, your Yankees are playing on ESPN right now. They had a 2-0 lead, but now everything's tied up with Toronto 2-2 in the bottom of the fifth. Twins are scoreless in the second inning with Cleveland. We'll get into that uh, very quickly um, in a little bit here as that is a key, key matchup for the wild card in the American League. The Minnesota Twins and the Cleveland Indians play seven games in the course of about the next week and a half. They kick it off here in Minneapolis tonight. They got a three-game 
uh, tilt here this week, and then they head to Cleveland next week for the last four. Those two teams are battling, as we said, for that last wild card spot. So best of luck to our Minnesota Twins, baby. Oh, well, you know what that means. That means it's time to take somebody to school. And that's somebody, oh, I was looking for him. I was looking for the Jungle Brothers. See, Jungle, he, he started getting a little lippy on his show a little earlier today. But Big John Fisher is in the joint. Want to say what's going on to Big John. Hope everything's going well, my brother. Everything's going well. Um, Big John has his show as well called Cooking with the Microwave. And that is every night, late night here on Spreaker.com. And what I like about that is he heats it up, man. He heats it up. So, ladies and gentlemen, keep it tuned here for my after my show, Cooking with the Microwave. All right, man. Um, again, good weekend. A lot of good sports going on. Uh, golf finishing up here. want to say what up to Jason Day. Uh, he won the BMW Championship, and he also... <clears throat> excuse me he actually he also claimed number one in the world so i want to say hats off to him kids love it kids love it and that was quite interesting because jordan speed didn't spend too much time at number one but jason day's been balling he's been playing some real solid golf here as of late and he's really setting the trend so he uh was the the uh, champion of the BMW championship, as I said, down in Chicago last week. And how it works now with the golf playoffs is their last tournament down in Atlanta here. Uh, the players championship, they're going to be, I think it's the top 30 that's left now. will be vying for the FedEx Cup and $10 million. So should be very 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 interesting week here of golf again i wish they would move their playoffs to midweek but you know they're not going to listen to me so what can the governor do man i had a great weekend with my family i'm getting psyched because i'm going to be making my first trip down to atlanta as well this weekend to hang out with doug stewart and everybody going to the doug stewart show anniversary weekend Man, we are just going to have a blast. Looking forward to making some people, and I cannot wait. So, hope. Here's what I hope. Number one, since I'm not going to be playing golf down there, I may actually go check out the University of Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> may actually uh, make the drive over to Athens, Georgia. This is one of my sports uh, bucket list things, gentlemen, is to, uh, I've always wanted to see um, a game down at Georgia, a game between the uh, hedges. So this may be a, a perfect opportunity, obviously, to do just that. So we will see, we will see. Hope everybody's doing well. Let's see what's going on there james fuller my main man what's going on james welcome to the chat room my brother glad james is in here james fuller out representing the valley of the sun in phoenix arizona gary joiner what's up gary my main man gary joiner i know he's in here ready for the uh golf take <laughs> but um 
Uh, Gary, you're going to have to hold on, man. You came in at the right times. So we're just about to finish up on golf. Uh, one of the articles I did want to touch on, I saw a nice little spread here in uh, CBS on their sports page by Kyle Porter talking about, is, is this finally the end for Tiger Woods? Nah, well, you know, here's the thing. As you all know, Tiger has, um, well, a, another back surgery. No real, no real ways of getting around that, unfortunately. Um, the other thing is, is that when you're messing with the golfer's back, and he, with that violent swing that he's always had, I mean, the torque, people have talked about it for years, the twisting, the torque on his back. Obviously, people have thrown in PEDs and this and that. Nobody knows for sure, obviously, allegedly. But is it really the end? Is it just too much for, for his body to bear, folks? I don't know. I don't know. But I do think that he obviously will be uh, well-rested. He will not play the rest of this year. So he's probably looking at coming back next January, February. Still early in the season, but we will see. We will see. So John Fisher, like I said, up in this joint with Jersey Vern. Gary Joyner, Everyday People. Don't forget about his podcast, his show out there as well. I see some people out there. Looks like, oh, I thought we had. Oh, we do. My brother-in-law, Jeff. Uh, again, going at Gary on the golf tip. And like I said, man, just appreciate it. Sports done right every Tuesday night. I am Vince Wright, sports governor. So let's move it along here. We are 10 minutes into this wonderful show. Again, the Twins are scoreless. And as uh, we check it out on the monitors here in the Situation Room, we still have a tie up in Toronto, 2-2, uh, two to two as the Yankees are looking to make their last, probably their last best effort to obviously take out the first place Blue Jays. So let me know what's cracking. If you guys want to talk about anything, hit me up in the chat room. I'm going to be trying to do my best with all that here tonight. Like I said, when you're running your own board, sometimes it gets a little hectic. So what we're going to do, we are going to take our first uh, little break here. Smoke them if you got them. Have that drink if you're drinking them. And if you're going to the bathroom, we'll go handle that business. We are going to be right back. And we are going to get into some college football. We got a lot to get into. A lot of good games. Um, you know, with the football this weekend. You know, Alabama went down in, in what was considered an upset and just all kinds of stuff. So anyway, we are going to get out of here. We're going to leave you with some new Congress, one of my favorite local bands. Tune is called What a Life. Keep it tuned here to Sports Done Right, and we will be right back right after I say what's up to Ninja. What's going on, Ninja? Again. Ninja says, Vince, what the fuck? PEDs. Again, that was allegedly, and the rumor's always been out there, Ninja. I don't think he's done them personally. I think just all the military training that Tiger's done and just all the, the weightlifting is finally catching up to him. So, all right, we'll be right back, folks. Sports Governor in the Situation Room live tonight on Spreaker.com. What? <laughs> 
What's up, everybody? Sports done right. Live from somewhere in Minnesota, the executive mansion. Parts unknown. I am the governor. I was dubbed that by the Jungle Brother because I represent this state sports scene so well. 
And when you want everything in Minnesota sports, upper Midwest sports, you come to Sports Done Right on Tuesdays and probably soon to be Fridays if we work this out here. Uh, Won't be this Friday, going to be on the road to Atlanta. But we may do a little something, do a quick little preview show or something Thursday night. But uh, Tuesday nights is the main show, 7.30 on Spreaker.com. And again, no change on the baseball scores. Yankees are three and a half back battling for their playoff lives against Toronto. And I'm going to move it on over. There's a couple things I want to get into tonight. Um, Ooh, thank goodness for the cough button, boy. Anyway, throat's a little rough tonight. But a couple things I wanted to get into tonight. Some special stuff happening up here in the upper Midwest. So let's get on it for the uh, Minnesota locals here. ESPN. Obviously, you hear me complaining about this network left and right, but they do a lot of good things. And ESPN and Sports Center, they are coming up to uh, cover the Division Three tilt, the University of St. Thomas Tommies. That's right. They are uh, one of the more solid teams here in Division Three. They'll be playing their arch rivals, St. John's, up at St. John's. And ESPN is going to be doing their uh, morning sports center from the uh, game there up in northern Minnesota at the St. John's campus. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it says here the ESPN show is going to air live from 6 to 8 a.m. Central Time ahead of the 1 p.m. kickoff game between the two teams. And just to kind of give you guys an idea, if you have any uh, interest in this, you can go to uh, gojohnnies.com or to the St. Thomas, uh, University of St. Thomas website in Minnesota. But this is a real unique uh, Division III rivalry. St. John's was coached for almost 60 years or maybe even more by John Gugliardi who was the all-time winningest football coach for any division. So there's a lot of history in this, and and the setup at St. John's is very cool. Their stadium is kind of in the middle of the woods, so it's almost like a a field of dreams type of setup. You you walk through the woods, and then all of a sudden you come upon this nice uh, stadium there. St. John's has had nothing but a solid football program for, for decades. St. Thomas has really come on lately as well. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago on the show about the smaller college football scene in the upper Midwest here, winning national championships, playing for national championships. There's no shortage of football talent. Um, You know, we're not Texas. We're not California, Ohio, the, the basic, you know, Florida's down south, all that stuff. But there is some talent up here. And I think... That um, if you're not busy, you know, really check this out because it's a really cool setting. And again, that is Saturday morning. University of St. Thomas. Tommy's battling the arch rival St. John, St. John's University. And that is going to be a very, very good tilt. St. Thomas and St. John's first played in 1901. That's how far back this goes. St. John's leads the all-time series, 51-31, to 31, with one tie thrown in there. Uh, two Catholic universities, about 90 miles apart. And, you know, couldn't be quite different. St. Thomas is in, right in the middle of St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, you know, the old brick-and-mortar university in the neighborhood there. 
And then we talked about the campus up in Collegeville, Minnesota, where St. John's is, a very, very unique place to play football. And uh, a lot of proud people. There's a lot of people that were actually at my office talking about this game today. So, you know, a lot, lot of alumni, a lot of blood going. And they're expecting, you know, upwards of, I'd imagine, shoot, 20,000 or so. I was trying to actually see if uh, the they mentioned anything. Let's see here. Nope, not really. Not really. Uh, oh, yeah, excuse me. It says uh, this year's game could challenge the Division Three attendance record of 16,421 set in 2010 for this game. So... It's on, man. It's on. So hats off to those two schools. Again, Minnesota sports doing it right. A lot of good talent in this state, and we are very, very proud of our players up here. So with that, there's one other thing I'd like to take care of real quick before we get into our hardcore college football. And on the Sports Done Right Facebook page today, Jeff Griffin sent an article about work done. And I encourage you guys to please take a look at that article. It is uh, really a, a, a nice article about Warwick Dunn. And what he has done, Warwick Dunn lost his mother when he was 18 years old. His mother was a police officer and she was shot and killed by a burglar. And obviously he became head of household, had to do his thing. And what I like about that is is that what he has done post uh, football life is he has started his own foundation and he builds homes and remodels homes and whatnot and he gives them to single mothers single moms with families you know just you know uh, the moms that just need that break they're they're looking to do it the right way and work and come up and they just need that break and and thank God for for a player like him a person like him uh, so he is our baller of the week, Warwick Dunn. He gave away his 139th home to a single mother today. That is incredible. 139 homes to single moms. That is, that is what I'm talking about. Yeah, get out your seats, man. That's, that's right. 139 homes incredible incredible uh warwick dunn you can follow him on twitter at wd charities which obviously stands for work done charities i'm sure you could google that find out more information but hats off to him again uh you know coming from 18 years old losing his mom his mom was a police officer and um you know hats off there's a lot of stuff going out there with law enforcement today but let's remember the good cops out there because it sounds like and the story I saw on ESPN a few years ago, his mom was definitely one of them. So, uh, Warwick Dunn, thank you for all you do and all you continue to do. And Jeff Griffin, big ups to you for uh, putting that on the board. And people, that's what that Facebook page is there for. So please, you know, drop stories, drop, you know, little tidbits. I don't care. We've had people talk about their own softball teams in there. I really want that to be a community for everybody following this show. Um, as we are here on Spreaker.com every Tuesday night. Vince Wright, sports done right. So let's jump into the chat room here. 
Gerald says, not bad at all, Governor. I appreciate that. Jungle Brother says, nice. I think he was referring to the uh, previous music track from the new Congress he was inquiring about. Uh, again, uh, new Congress, a uh, phenomenal band. Couldn't quite keep it together, but the music is still there. Gary Joyner says, Tiger shooting up Lance Armstrong. Oh, come on, Gary Joyner. What you doing, man? Jersey Vern, the chief rocker, my main man. Always talking, how many is Minnesota back? Oh, baseball-wise. Um, they are, I believe, they and Cleveland are about three and a half games out apiece. And, oh, and we got an update. Chris Bryant goes yard again for his 26 home run for those Cubbies. They're up one nothing, man. Watch out for them Cubs. That's right, man. That's right. Anyway, so, um, yeah, Twins are battling to, to keep their streak, their uh, wild card hopes alive as well there, Jersey Vern. Gary Joyner says Tiger was hanging out with Alex Rodriguez. A lot of people, a lot of people would probably believe you. I don't, though. And the kids in the, that are hanging out here uh, do not either. They are on a field trip for Boy Scouts, and they disagree with that. But here's the thing with Tiger Woods, man. I think, you know, next year it's do or die. I mean, it's, it's that's really about it. Um, you know, he's going to be uh, past 40. He's going to be approaching his 41st birthday. And I just think the body's just shutting down on him golf-wise, so. That's just me, man, and that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Glad everybody's in the chat room. Sluggo, my main man. What's going on, Sluggo? We appreciate you dropping by. Of course, uh, don't forget the Real Cast Rangers, uh, what we call our Real Cast podcast of families, a bunch of us doing our own thing, uh, talking sports. Again, we got the Real Cast Rangers, Jersey Vern, Jungle Brother. They're doing their thing in the afternoons now, so keep an eye on Go to Spreaker.com and follow them as well uh, every night. John Fisher cooking with the microwave. Why do we call him that? Because he is always heating things up, man. So with that being said, let's get to it. Boy, it could have been so much better last week. It really could have, but what can we say? Minnesota Golden go for football. Oh, boy. Yeah, there were a lot of boos going around the stadium last week. Yes, Minnesota Golden Gopher football. What can we say about it? Lots of, lots of, lots of stuff, boy. What a big, huge effing disappointment that game was last weekend, man. You know, if, when you bring in Kent State, the Golden Flashes, and your offense does absolutely effing nothing, are you kidding me? Nothing. The go here's the go for offense for you. Wah, 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 wah. 
Yes, indeed. That's all it was all afternoon. All kinds of stuff, man. Mitch Leidner. Look, you can't put all of this at Mitch's feet this time. Granted, he made, you know, he, he played like he normally plays. But the offensive line is is injured. It's busted up. These kids don't, you know, it seems like they don't even know what they're doing out there trying to protect this kid. Uh, just everything. The, the running game ain't really there. We're missing David Cobb. We got a guy who, who, who may be able to step up, but, you know, just it hasn't done anything yet. Um, the passing game, just all the, all the way around. And Jerry Kill, boy, Jerry Kill really, really uh, threw some shade at a lot of people for the first time in his tenure here. And I think uh, some of the power may have gone to his head. I think he was a little upset uh, hearing the Boo Birds out there at TCF Bank Stadium last weekend. I think he was upset, obviously, with his team's play. We know that. But, um, man, it's, oof, boy. The comedy of errors, man, <laughs> with, the, with Gopher football last weekend. And my man James Fuller in the chat room, from Minneapolis James, who moved out to Phoenix a few years ago. He says he is very concerned with the Gophers' O, Gopher offense, and he has absolutely every right to, to be concerned because the offensive line doesn't seem like it's going to be truly healthy anytime soon. They have a, a slightly better MAC team coming in here, the University of Ohio. And the mere fact that we got to talk about this Ohio team like this, again, is just scary. But it is what it is. And this offense ain't doing nothing, James. So you may have to come back and take a look, uh, head out to a game with me and uh, take a look in person, brother. But glad you're checking in from Phoenix. Sports done right every Tuesday night is reaching all over the world. And we are at all corners of the earth. We are in all parts of this country and want to say what's up to everybody out there, man. So uh, continuing with our Minnesota Golden Gophers. Uh, boy, I mean, where do you go with this? You have a coach who, you know, the offensive coordinator for the first time doesn't seem like he really knows what to do. And where's Jeff Jones? Jeff Jones, the the Washburn stud. Uh, Washburn is where I went to high school in Minneapolis. Here, you know the the four star recruit, the kid. Uh, he he took forever to to pass his test to get into school. Then they move him over to wide receiver after he's finally eligible to start playing. And and you know what? I was looking through the stats. Ain't nobody seen hide nor hair of uh, Jeff Jones. And uh, you know that was if I could have a moment with Jerry Kill, that would be one of my first questions. You know this guy was a four-star recruit, had his pick of all any team he wanted to go to, and bam, where is he? I, you know, I don't know. Um, so we got Mitch Leidner. Rodney Smith, he has 281 yards on the season. He's averaging four yards a carry, um, 89 yards a game. He's going to have to get going. Mitch Leidner is your second leading rusher. Um, I mean, or it's, I don't know, man. This, this offense really just has me struggling. They actually had the freshman quarterback, that true freshman quarterback, warming up on the sidelines last weekend. 
And he obviously, he didn't get in. I don't know if that was just done to maybe motivate Mitch Leidner. But in terms of the offense, man, you got one game with Ohio, University of Ohio next week. And then you're into the Big Ten, and their schedule is not going to be pretty. We're going to talk about these other teams here in a little bit as we run down our Big Ten power rankings. But um, we're also going to talk about our Big Ten Ballers of the Week as well. It won't be any Minnesota Gopher, I will tell you that. Um, We got to get people, I think at this point, coaches just got to put in players who want to play. Somebody go in there, say, who wants to make a damn play? Put them in. Let's see what happens on the offensive side because our defense is solid. Listen, the touchdown that Kent State scored was a fumble recovery from the offense. They didn't even cross midfield until there was like a minute left in the game or something like that. I mean, it was incredible. You know, the Gopher defense did what they did. They do what they do. And as Doug Stewart would say, you know, hookers hook. The Gophers play defense. But again, this offense, you know, it's it's running out of time here. We're coming up to the Big Ten schedule, fellas. And... You know, Big Ten's been taking a lot of lot of talk here recently with Nebraska losing to Miami. My Hurricanes did their number down there. Um, but you know, as but as I say, I digress. We'll we'll get into that a little bit here. I got a little off track. Let's get in here. As I see Jungle Brothers typing away, Jungle says he's drinking his whiskey, smoking his black. Enjoying the groundhog talk. Oh, there he is. He is such a fun little dude, that Jungle Brother. You know, the thing with Jungle Brother, though. Jungle always got some some ish to talk. But that's why we love the Jungle Brother. He's out there in North Carolina. Doing his thing. Waiting for Duke to win another championship. Love it, love it, love it, because his Tar Heels ain't going to do nothing soon. Matter of fact, Jungle, this is for you and the Tar Heels basketball team. Nobody cares. Duke, baby, Duke. Anyway, we uh, recorded some sound off the Big Ten Network regarding the Gopher victory. Let's go and see what the folks at the Big Ten Network had to say. Let's be honest here, guys. This was not a great performance, particularly offensively for Minnesota against a team that Illinois beat a couple weeks ago, 52-3. to That being said, they won the game, Howard. They won it with defense. Yeah, no question that they were able to do that. But I think ultimately you think about the turnovers, and that becomes a problem. And I thought that was one of the things that they were able to, to go out and execute. When you think about Minnesota not taking care of the football, that becomes a problem. Listen, I thought the storyline coming into this game is what a great job they did last week getting in to uh, overtime, the drive. But you have to do a better job of taking care of the football when you're the quarterback, Leitner, here. He's got to take care of the football to put him in good positions. This is a team that's struggling. You know, they, they've got to find a way to be able to move the ball and make plays. 
And you've got to protect the ball, uh, particularly when you're at home, but all the time. And they're not getting that done. This offense just seems to really struggle at times, and they can't get in a rhythm. And that's going to really hurt them once Big Ten play starts. Yeah, you know, you find out the longer you go through the season, they're really missing Cobb. They're missing that tailback, uh, tailback presence. I mean, he was an outstanding player. Howard, I don't know how many times we have watched since Jerry Kill has been at Minnesota this defense just bailed this team out of trouble. I think it happened again today. You can complain about their offense, and I think you know Coach Kill was disappointed before the game about last week's performance. But wow, what a job by this Minnesota defense, week in and week out. Uh, no doubt. I mean, look, the defense has essentially won them two games in a row here, although the offense came up with one big drive late against Colorado State. It just feels like it's a very similar story to a year ago. The- And that, my friends, is why I love the Big Ten Network. Harold Griffin, former All-Big Ten player, running back, University of Illinois. Won a couple rings backing up Terrell out in Denver. Former Indiana coach Gary DiNardo, very smart individual. But you heard it right there, boy. If you can't take care of the ball, you can't get into any rhythm on the offense, you're in trouble. I don't care what, what your conference schedule is. If you're going into any, whatever, you can be playing in the Patriot Conference, the Ivy League, whatever it is. If you go with an offense that's sputtering like Minnesota's, you're going to be in trouble, peeps. You're going to be in trouble. It's that simple. So the Gophers are really going to have to get it together. Offensively, defensively, they're, you know a couple players did get nicked up, so they're going to have to take a look at that as well. But I think they'll be okay. Now, again, you got the University of Ohio coming in in here. And, uh, you know, I mean, I thought that they were going to blow Kent State out by, shoot, man, 30, 35 points. So I'm going to be on my P's and Q's this week and just say, look, just get the victory and, and get some points on the board. That's what you got to do. You got to get some points on the board. All right, man. Gary Joyner, let's see what's going on out here in my favorite little chat room. Again, the reset is sports done right. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. You can find this show, Spreaker.com. And everybody, we are here every Tuesday night. You can listen to us on demand. You can follow me on Twitter at the Big Smooth One, the number one. And you can also look at our Facebook page, Sports Done Right, my last name, W-R-I-G-H-T. And you can also email us at vman, V-M-A-N-N-3-1 at gmail.com. So back in the chat room here. Glad everybody is uh, taking some time out with me tonight. We're almost 40 minutes in. Gary Joyner says one of the side effects of PEDs is horse teeth. That will explain Tiger's appearance. He loves pinstripe juice. His teeth can chew through steel. Oh, my goodness. I don't know, man. (laughs) Everybody wants to be a comedian, but, you know, it is what it is. I'm just glad you're over here listening, Gary. And, um, again, check out Gary Joyner's show, the um, the Everyday People Show, over on Spreaker.com. Jersey Vern and the Jungle Brother are doing their thing, the Real Cast Rangers, on the afternoon side. Keep an eye out for them on Spreaker as well. And tonight... After yours truly, we will have cooking with the microwave. So, 
All right, we are going to uh, take a very quick break here, another song break. We're going to jump back in. We're going to finish off the Big Ten talk. We're going to get into a couple little national news and notes as well, a couple things I want you guys to keep your eyes on as conference time is upon us. Again, Spreaker.com. Again, Tuesday night. Oh, what can I say? Um, I enjoy doing this. I enjoy the community that we're building here, and I appreciate everybody checking us out. So this is uh, one of Dre's new cuts off the Compton album called Dark Side Gone. Everybody smoke them if you got them drinking, if you're drinking, and if you got to use the bathroom. Now is the time. We're going to jump on that chat room when we get back. So everybody keep it tuned here to the Sports Done Right. Been no gangster, but I know niggas, no niggas from the dark side. It's some cold killers, cold killers. My nigga used to roll with us, roll with us. Every night, Mary and Mo, my nigga. Now I ain't never been the one that'll pull a gun on you, but I know who got him. No, I never sold no drugs on me, but I know who got him. And I never had no fucking bullets in me, but I know who got him. If you die tonight, you die tonight. Mama might cry tonight, she find you high dynamite. But you is just another Friday night. Got a nigga feeling kind of nice. With a Bible right beside that bottle of white. That's what this life is like. Now please don't give me a reason. Reason. Cause I know you wanna keep breathing this evening. I've been killing the gang for seasons. Believe them. That I'm the motherfucking one to breed them and lead them. In the league of my own. You ain't even made it up to my throne. You ain't even authorized for this song. Might be best for you to get gone. Best be careful about your tone. That shit hit me wrong in this song. I've been trying my best to be calm. Please don't make me grab that phone. Uh-oh. Now who you know that came this fucking far from the fucking bottom? 30 years in this bitch. And I'm still here. Decade after decade. And evidently I must be doing something right. Word to my nigga Easy. 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 Easy, easy, PT, OG from the other side. From the other side. Easy, easy. It's easy to say you need me. To swap me to driving some of the hottest cars that LA has ever seen. People been telling me I've grown into some kind of monster, but they don't know me though. I've been this way since 17. Trying to get finances popping, man. I thought that was the object. So some of my niggas lost their life, and then there goes the team. My only dream was holding it down. Like, fuck who's trying to stop us? You can get the middle finger or the reddest beam. It's your choice. I took this industry by storm, young and black. Killing them softly. Don't ever call me fortunate. You don't know what it cost me. So anybody complaining about these circumstances lost me, homie. We ain't even talking. Fuck that energy. Fuck up off me. Mm. my lifestyle i'm living my life now i'm dealing with diligent benjamin how can my attitude pipe down i'm fucking with ice now i'm fucking with shit that you only can get on the overseas flight now you scared of my heights now 
But still I got enemies giving me energy, I wanna fight now. Subliminal sending me all of this hate. I thought I was holding the mic down. I thought I was all of my city up. I thought I was good in the media. You think I'm too good in my video. But really no clue, you idiot. I just can't help myself. Even when that record's spin, every now and then you hang yourself. Cause I got the green and gold. With a million souls. Plenty more. I'm a dollar figure. But with or without the diamonds though. To you, just another nigga. What is up? Every Tuesday night, it is the Governor Vince Wright. Sports done right. I am revved up. Do it. Everybody. What's going on, man? We're going to finish it off on this Big Ten talk. Kickstart my heart. That's right. John Fisher. Yeah. What's going on? All that Jamaican. And a big shout out to Grandma Eunice Mon. Grandma, I hope you're keeping everything I ray as we say back in the grill. That's about as Jamaican as I got, John Fisher. Glad you're in the show. And again, everybody check him out. He's going to be coming up next. Uh, And he is cooking with the microwave with your host, John Fisher. All right. So let's finish this Big Ten talk off here. We talked about the Gophers. Again, ain't really a lot to say. Defense, solid. Offense sucks. And we're going to go from there. So we're going to finish off the Big Ten talk. Then we're going to talk about a couple little national things. Uh, I, again, uh, I'm a big fan of the Big Ten Network. Tom Dinehart and the rest of the crew over there is phenomenal. Check him out on the website. And, oh, my man, that's right. I forgot to mention it. Jersey Vern. The bases were loaded. There were two outs. The Yankees are tied with Toronto. A-Rod steps up to the plate and goes down swinging. Oh, I love it when A-Rod strikes out with the bases loaded. And look at that. Joe Maurer clears him with the double. Twins are up as well. I love this game. Way to go. Keep it going, Joe Maurer. We'll have to hit some Joe Maurer T.I. walk-up music in the next break. That's my man. They always play uh, the T.I. Uh, T.I.'s cut, uh, what you know or whatever, when he comes up to bat up here in the, when he comes to, comes up to bat. So, anyway, I'm over here talking the nonsense, trying to pour myself a little drinky drink. One of the benefits of being the governor is you can do that. <laughs> so, why not? Anybody else, anybody else drinking out there? I know Jungle is. Jungle up there on the Boone's Farm or the Mad Dog 2020 out there trolling, throwing shade at a brother. But we got you from the Midwest, too. We got you from the Midwest, too, Jungle. But we glad you here, man. We always glad you here. Anyway, um, if the Twins, 
uh, win tonight. They set themselves up real nice with Cleveland. Uh, Houston, the Astros are doing their thing out in the Western Division. So baseball's going down to the wire as it usually does. The Cubs just keep winning, man. And they're actually, you know, them and Pittsburgh are chasing St. Louis for the division crown now. Um, it has just been uh, incredible what's been going on. So let's uh, get into the chat room here. A lot of good chat going on. Gerald, my main man, uh, I wanted to pick up on this. He says, is it me or does it seem as though lots of coaches, college and pro, just feel as though they have to throw the football? If you do not have a good quarterback or if you do not have good quarterback play, just run the ball. Auburn, Bama, Minnesota, even Ohio State, as well as others, just feel they have to throw the ball 30 to 40 times. Why? Especially if you have a stud running back. Get this man his own show, man. Because I couldn't agree more. The problem for Minnesota right now is our stud running back isn't a stud, or he's actually playing for Tennessee, and nobody's really filled his, uh, filled his shoes yet. Um, Gary Joyner says, I had to kill Tiger to get at the Yankees fans. It's a sacrifice I had to make, Ninja. What else is going on out there? And that Ninja uh, was uh, kicking it with the music. He uh, looks like he's a big Kendrick Lamar fan. John Fisher, yes, Governor. Uh, Gary Joyner, again, to me, as far as the new MCs go, Kendrick, J. Cole, and maybe a couple others are the only ones that I care about. Don't like future. I totally agree with you there, my brother. Uh, Ninja, that Ninja says, I don't like any auto-tune rapper. Well, he was talking to Gary. I definitely agree with that. A-Rod is having a great year, Vince. I know that Ninja, but again, he was, it was all in the wheelhouse for him, and he swung on a very bad pitch. I think that was really the thing that's going to be disappointing. If you haven't seen it, you'll see the highlights, I'm sure. And Sluggo says, Vince, there should be plenty of tickets available for Southern and Georgia. All right, and I'll touch on that in a minute when I go into my national. But let's get into the Big Ten power rankings, folks. It's from Tom Dinehart, Big Ten Network. Uh, great writer, knows everything about the Big Ten. And here is his list. And what we will do is we'll just work it from the bottom to the top. And he starts 14, Purdue. They're 1-2 and two this year. And they uh, kind of lost their, their cookies. They didn't know how to handle Virginia Tech. Yeah, very disappointing because uh, they were up in that game and then actually could have won. So they play Bowling Green next. Rutgers comes in at 13. Just everything that's going wrong there with their head coach. Uh, their uh, players having issues out there. Uh, Leonte Carew, uh, their coach Kyle Flood, he's suspended for three games. I mean, this is it's just crazy what's been going on. So um, Illinois comes in at 12 they're two and one and you know they started two and all but uh north carolina put them in check they get middle tennessee next week penn state comes in at number 11 and i know their fans are not used to them uh coming in this low at all <laughs> but here they are at number 11 and what he what uh, tom says about them is the nittany lions and freshman sensation saquon berkeley or barkley excuse me Took out some frustrations versus a Rutgers program mirrored in turmoil. 
this was a game Penn State needed to win and did. Um, they get the San Diego State Aztecs next week up in uh, Happy Valley before they go into their Big Ten schedule. Tenth team on the power rankings is Maryland. Yes, they are 2-1 and one as well. Terrapins made a switch at quarterback. They uh, subbed Caleb Rowe in for Perry Hills. And they will take on West Virginia next week. Uh, quarterback situation, they're, they're happy with the switch there, it looks like. So, again, Maryland comes in at number 10. Indiana is 3-0. and And they are in uh, the ninth position here. You know, there's there's every few seasons, you know, they, they come, they do this, they start 3-0. and But, you know, it's Indiana, so we'll see. But, hey, hats off to the Hoosiers. Obviously a basketball-laden school. So anytime they, they have any success in the pigskin, they are definitely um, up for it there. So hats off to the Hoosiers. They are 3-0. and And... It says here they get Wake Forest next week. So we will see what happens there. So good luck against Wake Forest. Number eight, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. They are one and two. Obviously, after getting burned on the uh, Hail Mary with BYU, uh, they came back. They get, let's see here. Well, they almost came back on, on Miami last week. Uh, the hats off to them for hanging in that game when they easily could have folded down there in South Beach, but they did wind up losing in overtime. They get Southern Miss next week uh, back home, and uh, that should be a victory. But again, we will see. It brings us to number seven, Minnesota Golden Gophers. You know, folks, we've talked about them. They get Ohio next week. And I'll just read what uh, Tom Dinart says about them. He just says, how about that defense? Pretty impressive. How about that offense? Did I mention the defense is impressive? <laughs> well, that says it all. Number six, Michigan, a team I personally like. The defense is really starting to, to, to look solid there under the first-year coach. And um, they seem to be getting better and better. So I'll well, keep an eye on Michigan. They're 2-1 and one, as our number five team, Wisconsin. The Badgers, obviously, after coming off the uh, bud whooping they took down in Dallas from Alabama, come back with two victories. And the, the, here's a key game for you guys Sunday if you want to kind of keep an eye on the Big Ten as a conference as a whole. Wisconsin gets BYU next week. And uh, I'll find out where that is. It doesn't say here in my notes. But uh, we will check and see where that is. I assume it's up in Camp Randall. So let's roll with that for now. But, again, they get BYU, and that could be very interesting. Now it gets real fun atop this league. Number four, Northwestern. The Wildcats, everybody. Look at that. Uh, everything keeps going down there. Northwestern is 3-0. and The defense has only allowed one touchdown, and uh, they need to get some props for that. So let's give it to them. Way to go, Northwestern defense. And, man, keep an eye on them. They get um, another MAC opponent. They get Ball State coming up. So you would probably assume Northwestern winds up 4-0 undefeated going into the Big Ten schedule. And that brings us to the, the team that, because of my friends at work, or at least one friend, Mr. Andrew, the Iowa Hawkeyes, 
And, you know, I got to give it to them. They're 3-0 and undefeated. They came back. They almost blew a game toward with uh, the Pittsburgh Panthers last week down in Iowa, night game. And I think it was the only – it was like the seventh, ninth game in, I don't know, the past 10 years or something. They don't play a lot of night games down in Iowa City. So this was a big deal. Uh, hats off to the Pittsburgh Panthers. I grew up with uh, my dads from the Pittsburgh area. So Tony Dorsett, uh, Hugh Green, Dan Marino, all the old Pitt Panthers back in the day. But those days are long gone for Pittsburgh. But they put up a very spirited effort. They came back. They actually took the lead. And they lost on a, uh, I think it was a 57-yard field goal where they, they, and I'm not a big fan of this. And you guys, I'll jump in the chat room here in a minute. But tell me what you think about icing kickers. Uh, I've never been a big fan of icing kickers. Uh, wasting the timeouts, playing the head games and all that. Because what happened was they lined up, they took the initial field goal attempt and, and went at it, again, 57 yards, and he came up about five yards short. Game, you know, and they go to OT. Or no, excuse me, game would have been over. Because uh, that's, yeah, that's, uh, or the game winner, excuse me. And then what happened is because they iced the kicker, here we go, icing the kicker. They blew that play off, obviously. Line him up. He gets another chance at it. This time he knows what he has to do. He knows he was short a few yards, so now he can make the adjustments. And that's why I don't like this. And then, bam, he nails it. Game over. Pittsburgh's going back home with a loss. So, Iowa, they and they right now... It's Wisconsin and Iowa on the inside track for the West because all the other teams are not looking good. Takes us to number two and number one, obviously. Michigan State, number two. Uh, Michigan State, they get Central Michigan next week. They looked very good against Air Force. They didn't really blow them away. I thought they'd put a few more points on the board, but, you know, they kept it at a comfortable distance and seemed to be able to do what they wanted to do with the uh, Air Force Academy. Uh, Vern's Ohio State Buckeyes obviously are on top. They get Western Michigan next week, so they should be going uh, 4-0 as well. And again, you know, we'll just wait to the uh, Big Ten schedule and see how some of this starts shaking out. But these uh, teams, uh, starting with Minnesota at 7, going down, a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do, so... Let's uh, talk about the national scene here. Just some kind of news and notes on the college scene. Uh, TCU players are getting arrested. TCU defensive end Mike Tuoa and backup wide receiver Andre Pettis Wilson were arrested Monday on felony complaint of robbery and bodily injury in Fort Worth, Texas, the police say. They are accused of kicking and punching another TCU student and stealing a case of Keystone Light beer. Good God. Oh, boy. The alleged incident took place on September 4th. A TCU spokesman said Tuoa has been suspended from the program. He was a senior. He hadn't played in the past two games. He started five games uh, for the Horned Frogs last year, but he was expected to play a big part of this year's team. The Horned Frogs, it says here, were already were uh, down five defensive starters due to season-ending injuries. Tackle David Pearson, their most experienced defender, has not played due to a head injury. And they get to play Texas Tech next weekend, and Texas Tech is coming off their uh, 
you know, they're they're thumping of Arkansas, so that could be an interesting game uh, there down in the uh, in the uh, Republic of Texas. Gerald, this news is for you, Mr. Ward Dam Eagle, Auburn himself. After just three games, Auburn is making a change at quarterback. Gus Malzone announced Tuesday that he is um, taking redshirt freshman Sean White and is going to replace Mr. Jeremy Johnson on Saturday night against Mississippi State. So off comes that red shirt. The freshman's going to get a look. Malzahn says, quote, I feel like it's the best for our offense right now, unquote. Sean White is a guy that has got a lot of reps. He's responded very well in practice, very well in scrimmages, and I just feel he needs a, sh a shot right now. We've got a lot of confidence in him right now. So big changes down at Auburn. UCLA, uh, their uh, defensive back. Fabian Moreau is out due to a foot injury. Um, he is one of their uh, top defensive backs, just uh, when things are going really good for UCLA. Uh, not the news you want to hear. Coach Mora called it a huge blow to the defense. Um, he's hopeful that uh, Mr. Moreau can get a hardship waiver and keep uh, that year of eligibility. He's a uh, three-year starting corner, said Mora, a great player in my opinion, an NFL corner, no doubt. It's a huge blow, huge blow. You lose Eddie Vanderhoes and you lose Fabian Moreau, that's pretty significant, but that's part of the game. So UCLA was going to have to do some adjusting on their defense. South Carolina, as we head on over to Columbia, and they are going to be starting their third quarterback this year. And it looks like true freshman Lorenzo Nunez moves up, and he will be get the number one quarterback for the University of South Carolina Gamecocks. So, again, these freshmen are, uh, you know, getting their shot out there, people. The old ball coach, Steve Spurrier, quote, we are going to let them play. The other quarterbacks will probably play some over the course of the game. It just depends on how the game goes. Lorenzo gives us a little spark in there that we don't have offensively. So there you go. Um, lots of changes in the SEC. Let's finish it out here. We're going to take a look at the top 20. We're going to go with the AP. And uh, top 20, Georgia Tech is 20, USC 19, Utah Utes breaking in at 18, Northwestern is 17, Arizona Wildcats hanging tough at 16, Oklahoma number 15, 14 is Texas A&M, Oregon is 13, and here is the shocker of them all. When was the last time the Alabama Crimson Tide was out of the top 10? Oh, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Anyway, <laughs> I know, I know. But anyway, um, Alabama is the 12th ranked team in the country. Number 11 is Clemson. Here is your top 10, Florida State. UCLA is number nine, LSU. And LSU actually received one first place vote in the AP poll, if you can believe that. LSU at number eight. Gary Joyner, your University of Georgia Bulldogs are at number seven. I may be going to that game since I'm going to be in Atlanta and the golf tournament was canceled. So we may make the trek on over and check out the uh, hedges. Number six, Notre Dame. They keep winning. Uh, the, I, very impressed with Notre Dame. Defense is starting to play some ball. 
Uh, Baylor comes in at number five. TCU is number four. Ole Miss. And Ole Miss received 11 first place votes in the AP poll, if you can believe that. Ole Miss comes in at number three. Michigan State University comes in at number two. And number one, obviously, Ohio State. Big Ten, despite being down, despite people talking about them in the AP poll, they are the top two teams or have top the top two teams in the country right now. Uh, coaches poll has Michigan State at number three. So hats off to your Big Ten Conference. All right, let's reset this show. Vince Wright. Sports done right on Tuesday nights. Everybody, thank you for hanging with me. Let's get in the chat room. It has been far too long. I am uh, Vince Wright, the sports governor. And you can catch me every Tuesday night. Sports done right at 730 Central Time from the Executive Mansion. Let's hit this chat room. Jungle Brother says, work. Gov, you got a million selfies. None of them at work. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Yeah, my friends uh, do call me the selfie king at times. So, oh, man. Um, Jersey says, damn, Tank. Oh, Tank's up in here. Tank Murdoch. Want to say what's up to big Tank Murdoch, everybody. (laughs) Tank, thanks for jumping in here, man. Uh, But Jersey says, damn, Tank, you're like the gov. You have about 10 teams. Oh, funny, funny, funny. Sluggo in the joint as well. Jersey Vern says, F the Blue Jays. Your Yankees are up in the bottom of the eighth, three to two with uh, two outs. Blue Jays are up the bat. They got a runner on second. So basic can possibly tie this game up. And as we switch over here in the executive mansion, uh, the situation room as well. We have our Minnesota Twins. They are up three to one in the bottom of the fifth here in Minneapolis. So Twins are doing their thing. Yankees trying to hold on for a huge win north of the border. Good luck to the Twins. Yankees, not so much. Back in the chat room, Jungle Brother says, "Old ball coach need to let somebody else recruit his quarterback." You got to stop recruiting this quarterback that looked like him. Oh, boy. Jungle brother, my main man. Jersey Vern sluggled that girl that had them work for 680. Oh, she mad at me. Ah, well, that's some other stuff. Jersey Vern also says, Jungle, they have a brother. He played the second half against UGA. And, oh, Jungle Brother Big Ten is like John Fisher. They only play during the day, so... Uh, some heat is carrying over in the chat room. Let's finish this out here before we take a musical break. Oh, quick backtrack. Big 10 Ballers of the Week. Here we go. Our Offensive Player of the Week is Aaron Burbridge from Michigan State. He is a wide receiver. He's a home, home state kid from Michigan, Farmington Hills. He had career highs with eight receptions, 156 receiving yards, and a touchdown in their victory over Air Force. He scored on touchdown receptions of 28, 32, and 21 yards. And uh, that's his third straight game with at least 100 yards receiving. Way to go, Mr. Aaron Burbridge. (laughs) Defensive baller of the week. 
Northwestern's Anthony Walker. He is from Miami, Florida. He is a linebacker who recorded a career-high 19 tackles. To, uh, that led the Northwestern to or Northwestern to a victory out at Duke. He added one and a half tackles for loss. Um, you know, this kid's a real good player, kind of in the mold of his coach, uh, Pat Fitzgerald. You remember him back in the day when Northwestern first kind of reestablished themselves on those Darnell Autry teams. So Pat Fitzgerald is, I'm sure, had a big influence here on his linebacker, Anthony Walker. So big ups to Anthony Walker, the defensive baller of the week. All right, uh, update for you New York baseball fans here. Situation room, we got bottom of the eighth, runners on first and third, two outs. And we have Toronto up the bat. I'm trying to see who it is. Oh, is that Batista? Uh-oh. This could be good. This could be good. So we got it tuned here. If something breaks with that game, I will let you know. I'm going to stay here. I was going to get ready and go to break. But let's just see how this plays out because this is a huge game. So um, what's everybody going to be up to? Who, what are the games we're going to be watching this weekend here? Um, when we come back from our next break, we're going to be delving into the NFL. As the, we go to 3-1, and one, the money pitch here. Can we get another bases loaded situation? Or is Batista going to actually take a swipe? I will keep you tuned right here and let's see what happens. And New York started the night three and a half games back. The Sky Dome is rocking, or whatever they call the stadium now. And wow, that was almost a wild pitch. Ball for Batista to first base. Base is loaded. Bottom of the eighth. Yankees up three to two. What's going on? Tank Murdoch, Jungle Brother, Gerald here on Sports Done Right at Spreaker.com. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. And it looks like we may have a pitching change for the Yankees. So with that, well, we're going to decide here if we're going to take a break or keep it going. Um, Toronto Stadium looks like it is pretty much a sellout. It is going nuts. And they're leaving them in. All right. It's go time, people. It is go time. Let's see what happens. Oh, Juan Encarnacion. Oh, boy, this is it. This is it. This is baseball at its best. This is when you actually want to pay a little attention. Yankees, Tank is saying you got to believe. Jungle Brother says good walk. Gary, base is loaded. Gary, uh, we got to get an update here on your Mets as well. So if anybody knows that Mets score, put that in the chat room. We're going to keep it tuned here. As we are all said, Juan Encarnacion, first pitch bounces into the dirt, ball one. And this Yankees pitcher, I don't know who it is, a big tall dude. He looks a, a little bewildered. He better get it together. So let's see what's going down. Big Juan Encarnacion. Oh, ball two. Yankees are looking to make a comeback here. Try and knock this down, lead down to two and a half games, but Toronto fans going wild. We're setting up for the pitch. 
Two balls, no strikes to Juan Encarnacion. Base is loaded. Toronto can take the lead on a base hit. Oh, right down the middle for a strike. And he, I thought he was swinging. I thought that was the money pitch. He should have knocked that ball into next week. Gary Joyner says, Alan Thick's got Yankee fans petrified. Jungle Brother says, Batista was waiting on the fastball. Yanks ain't going to give it to him. They gave him one there. He didn't swing on it, though. Oh, he swung on that one. Strike two. Strike two. Boy, he tried to put that over into uh, look like Vancouver, but he came up with a whiff, as old Dan Patrick used to say back in the day, and that was nothing but heat. I'm going to throw it as hard as I can. If you hit it, good for you. But he didn't. All right, here we go. Oh, and he strikes out on just a garbage, garbage pitch into the dirt. Catches, he fields it, he tags him out. Juan Encarnacion has really got to be pissed with himself with those last swings. Incredible. He is out. The Yankees still have a 3-2 lead. And, whoo, baseball is heating up, everybody. Oh, man, what can you say, people? What can you say? Well, at least our twins are still hanging on. Got to like that. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick little break here hit you up with my favorite Prince song of all time. She's always in my hair. Good time to use the bathroom. Smoke them if you got them. Drink them if you're drinking. I'm hanging out here. I do see the first lady on the other side of the glass. Maybe we can get her in here to say what's up. We are uh, at an hour and 13 minutes, 73 minutes. Sports done right. We are getting ready. Uh, we probably got about another 15, 20 minutes before we turn it over to John Fisher cooking with the microwave. So everybody keep chatting in that chat room. Give me that Mets score, and I will be right back.
is always in my hair. My favorite Prince song of all time as I'm looking at the First Lady. She's always in my hair. But we love her anyway. What can I say? What's up, Angie Wright? Yes, indeed. Sports done right every Tuesday. Yes, what can I say? Yankees hold on. They are in the top of the ninth, three to two. Let's just run down these two scores before we touch on the NFL and wrap this up for John Fisher, cooking with the microwave, following my show, which is Sports Done Right. You can find us on Speaker.com every Tuesday night. We are here every Tuesday at 7.30 Central Time. We are located here in the great state of Minnesota. What can I say? I'm the sports gov, Vince Wright. Everybody loves the way that I represent our sports scene here. Um, We have hockey that got started last night. The Minnesota Wild have finally hit the ice locally. So the hockey state, or the state of hockey as they call themselves here in Minnesota, comes alive. We're going to be having a couple fans of the Wild join us here in the next upcoming weeks to talk a little hockey preview. I'm going to be repping for my Chicago Blackhawks, even though, obviously, I do like the Wild. They are my second favorite team. Add them to my list of teams there. Jersey Vern, the Chief Rocka. Anyway, fellas, um, let's just uh, touch on the scores that matter here. We're not going to go through every baseball score. Uh, we have Houston down in the uh, sixth inning to the Angels, 3-2. to two. That's a big game in the Western Division. Twins still up 3-1 on Cleveland. Obviously, we just talked about the Yankees. They're up 3-2. Uh, Chicago Cubs are in the bottom of the seventh. They are up 3-0 on Milwaukee. And what else do we got here? White Sox and Detroit are tied. And Baltimore and Washington. Uh, Baltimore is up in the bottom of the ninth for the one. St. Louis and Cincinnati are tied. Pittsburgh, who is right on uh, the Cardinals' heels, are in the top of the fourth. They're up in uh, Colorado. They're playing them and are up four to three. And Texas and Oakland are scoreless. All the late games scoreless. San Francisco, San Diego, Arizona, and the Los Angeles Dodgers. So that's what's going on with baseball. Let's move it on over to the NFL. Boy, a lot of fun, a lot of entertaining games, a lot of just a lot of everything hitting the fan here this week. Minnesota Vikings, our boys, they secure a victory, excuse me, over Detroit. Game looked great. Um, Let's just talk about a few things. First off, it was good to see Adrian Peterson back. He did cough the ball up a couple times, so he's going to have to work on fumbleitis again. But he had, um, you know, pushing 200 yards total offense, and he looked real good. He looked a lot more comfortable taking the handoffs from that uh, shotgun formation with Teddy Bridgewater. He also, Coach Zimmer, mixed in some plays with Teddy under center to give AP kind of that downhill start that he likes so much. So Vikings look good there. Teddy Bridgewater, he's going to have to up his game a little bit. He, you know, a couple, couple shaky spots there, but I know he's still learning. It's only year two, but um, it's kind of funny. I love how he wears the two gloves there. Uh, I wonder, you know, while it's warm out anyway, you may want to take the gloves off, get a little better grip on the ball. But uh, good to see the Vikings win. 
defense looked pretty good. Um, did what they could in checking Megatron, keeping him in, in check. And, you know, I was, I, you know, I'll take it. I thought it was a solid win coming back from that San Francisco debacle. And um, I know on an earlier show, somebody was talking a little, little crap about the Vikings and how the governor's uh, trying to forget that San Francisco game. But, you know, that other show... That's what you get from from the jungle, man. Jungle, we ain't forgot about it, my brother. We ain't forgot about it. We're going to be there all year long. And, hey, we're going to try and take down Green Bay. So, um, a couple other things here. Uh, how about Matt Castle? Dallas Cowboys signed him today. Matt Castle is back in the league and we're going to see how it looks. Is he better than Vince Young? Gary Joyner wants to know. I don't know. And, again, um, that goes back to a lot, a lot of people, um, you know, feel that Vince Young, you know, after apparently everybody thought he was going to make the Green Bay team, and he gets cut, and he hasn't been given another look since. And that has always kind of surprised me and a lot of people out there in the sports world why Vince Young, you know, cannot get another look. With his uh, skill set, and it's just amazing. So, you know, I, I keep hoping he can make his way back into the league, but, um, you know, every year you're gone, you know, out of sight, out of mind, and I don't think he's going to be back, unfortunately. So, um, but Matt Castle, um, to bring it back to the present day, he's the one that is going to be in Dallas. He will be, I'm sure he's probably going to be starting there. He, you know, solid backup, a solid starter in, in a couple of spots. Um, obviously played for us here in Minnesota. And it's going to be real interesting to see what happens there. So Gary Joyner in the chat room says, what is the Crip Keeper drinking? That's Jerry. J <laughs> oh, God. These guys kill me anyway. Yep, the owner, uh, Big Jerry down in Dallas, the Crip Keeper. Tang Murdoch says, Vince Young, you kidding? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not kidding. Jersey Vern, Gary stopped drinking the Kool-Aid. Jersey Vern, oh, excuse me, Gary Joyner says, Sign of the Times, my favorite Prince song. That's a good one. That is indeed a good one, but I do love She's Always in My Hair. And the 12-inch long version of Let's Go Crazy with the guitar solo from my main man, um, Prince and Des Dickerson. Um, Gary Joyner says Drake Bieber and Alan Thicke's favorite team was about to get it in. <laughs> That'd be the Yankees. Yankees fans about to chew on some Rolades. Um, but Yankees now have runners on second and third. Nobody out. And looks like they're about to. Uh oh, there looks like one run's probably going to be coming in here. I thought that ball was hit a little deeper than it actually was. Oh, he's out. He is out. Nice throw. Wow. Man. Ooh, is that? Yeah, that was uh, Batista out there. Wow. Fans are going nuts in Toronto. Just threw him out. Tank Murdoch says the first lady's going to smack some sense into you. Shoot. I hope not, man. That girl can hit. But again, that's just me. As, as I tell him, no habla inglese. Keep out the way of the first lady. Anyway, so yes, um, that uh, castle in Dallas, Chuck Pagano, backtracks. 
He uh, threw some shade on Andrew Luck after the uh, loss the other day. And, you know, the quote was, uh, you know, they talked to him. says he uh, spoke frankly about the game. It's not hard. He said in response to a question about Luck's four turnovers, it's not trigonometry. Now, this CBS Sports article by Ryan Wilson says, you know, it wasn't Luck's total fault and Luck's defense. He was hit 11 times by the Jets defenders and hurried all game. Not an excuse, according to Bagano. And here's what the coach says, and we quote, He has been dealing with that for three years now, which could also be construed as a shot at general manager Ryan Grigson, whose personnel track record is certainly open to criticism. By Tuesday afternoon, however, Pagano couldn't moonwalk away from his postgame remarks fast enough. So Pagano says, this is not all on the cornerback. Thank God we've got him. (laughs) So again, um, you know, coaches, we all say stuff in the heat of the moment. It's okay, man. You know, you can feel a certain way after a heated game and, you know, you just got to realize that words are said in, in the heat of the battle. So a lot of times they're not meant, but, you know, he said what he said. Just own up to it, man. Walk up to your quarterback and said, I said it. This is how I was feeling at the time. Let's move on. That's all you got to do. So heading on over, talking about our Minnesota Vikings, just a couple news and notes there. Um, Vikings have activated their cornerback uh, Jabari Price from the suspended list. Um, he, he missed uh, the first two games for violating the substance abuse policy. And they kept the spot open for him um, after they placed center John Sullivan on injured reserve. So there you go. Vikings linebacker Chad Greenway had two total tackles and played just 16 snaps. In the uh, Detroit game, he was on the bench during nickel and dime packages. And so people are wondering now if that's kind of the scheme that the Vikings are going to go with. So you may see uh, Chad Greenway sitting on um, on those um, um, package plays there when um, the nickel and the dime packages come in. Keep an eye on that. Defensive end Brian Robinson had six tackles, one for a loss. He defended two passes. He now he doesn't have a sack as of yet, but he's uh, he's close. So uh, hats off to Mr. Robinson. Keep doing your thing. Now Golden Tate the third. I found this was interesting. This was in the paper today. Um, I titled it Tate says the Vikings took cheap shots. Detroit's trip to Minnesota um, got off to a rocky start. This was um, according to Golden Tate. Now, this was um, interesting. Line wide receiver said on Monday the Vikings took a bunch of cheap shots against Detroit. Quote, 110% Tate said in the Detroit Free Press when asked that the Vikings took any cheap shots. After watching the film, there were several holds, late hits that I thought should have been called. A couple of them, I wouldn't be surprised if we turned them into the league, the NFL, unquote. Of course, the Lions receiver, uh, he didn't point to any particular play where the Vikings might have taken a cheap shot at him. But he said there were a couple, several, a bunch of cheap shots. So uh, we'll see if anything happens there. I don't, I don't really think anything's going to be happening for Mr. Tate there. Um, let's take a look at the NFL power rankings. Now, 
As I beat Sluggo out there in fantasy football, I ain't, yeah, I heard you. I, I see you, Sluggo, out there. I see you. You know, again, a lot of entertaining games were happening last week. Um, I spent some time watching. Um, actually, Miami-Jacksonville was pretty entertaining. There were um, a lot of, uh, you know, the Packers game was good. Uh, Broncos, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of good games. Obviously, Tony Romo going down with Denver. And that's the other thing we'll talk about. What You know, how do you think that's going to play out now? We got Cassell coming in. There's no Des Dickerson to throw the ball to. But, you know, the NFC East isn't all that impressive as well. So I think with solid quarterback play, you know, Dallas, why, why can't they be in the mix? You know, why can't they? Um, you know, Washington, not impressive. Um, we saw what the Eagles did. I mean, you know, why can't they, why can't they keep it going? Why not? So um, let's take a look here. The CBS Sports Power Rankings from Pat Kerwin. He has the Patriots number one. He says Tom Brady is the ultimate blitz beater. Rob Gronkowski is about as unstoppable as any player has ever been. And the Pats just laid 40 on what some are calling one of the best defenses in the NFL. He has the Packers at number two. NFC North is fading quickly, so they will pile up wins in the coming weeks. Win over Seattle, exercise some ghosts, and ability to overcome the loss of players like Jordy Nelson and Eddie Lacy to injuries is a promising sign for the rest of the season. I agree with that. Now, here's something that's interesting, really doesn't happen a lot. Cincinnati is number three. Loaded with horses, and the offense is averaging 28.5 points a game. Wow. Defense is allowing just 16 points per game and has six sacks. Five forced turnovers in the last two games. The win Baby, 
Mic check, mic check. All right, sorry about that, folks. Had some microphone issues, but we are back, I guess. So we'll finish this out here as we are. We're moving towards the end of the show. Anyway, everybody, sports done right every Tuesday night. <laughs> we want the first lady. She'll correct you. Yes, she will. Oh, Jungle Brother, have you met Vince Young? Yes or no? If no, where are you getting your opinion from? Uh-oh, listen to the Jungle Brother out there. Um, Yankees still up 3-2, to two, bottom of the ninth. They are uh, looking to take the first game of the series with Toronto. And um, we'll finish out the power rankings here. Number five, uh, number four was Denver. Number five is the Cardinals. Carson Palmer is 15 and two in his last 17 starts and has won eight straight. He's thrown seven TDs in two games and he's backed up by an aggressive defense. Dallas is in sixth position. Pittsburgh number seven. Uh, Steeler Nation. Uh, he says not to worry. They were dominant on Sunday against a better than advertised 49ers team. They can make another statement this week with a strong performance against a very good St. Louis defense. So what do you guys think about that out there in the chat room? What do you think about Pittsburgh's chances this year? Do you think they got any shot to, to do anything? I thought they were looking very old last year, but all of a sudden it looks like um, uh, Roethlisberger may be reborn this year. So we'll, we will take a look and see and uh, keep our eyes on uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Followed out, number eight, your Atlanta Falcons, boys. The Falcons. Yes, indeed. Dan Quinn's boys. He's um, uh, He's got a very aggressive defense down there. Matt Ryan's doing okay. And uh, Tevin Coleman's rib injury. We'll have to see how that goes. But uh, the Falcons are up to number eight from 16 in his power poll last week. So what do you guys think about your Falcons? I know we got a lot of Georgia crew in this uh, joint. Tell me what you guys think about that. Jets are number nine. No, so says uh, so far, no big mistakes for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Defense on fire. Bills are ten, and uh, just from there, that's really all that really matters. Kansas City, uh, twelve is Carolina, San Diego, and the rest doesn't really matter at this point. It's all we really care about really is the top ten. Just to fill you out, the bottom two, uh, the Chicago Bears are 32, bottom of the list. Um, the Bears have never given up 48 points at home. John Fox is a great coach who has won everywhere he's been. But this is a project, and it's going to take some time. And number 31 is the New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees connected with nine different receivers, and the defense had four sacks and forced two fumbles. This team just needs to find a way to win one game. So... NFL, lots of good stuff coming up. Got a big uh, slate of games this week, or weekend, I should say. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to my Vikings. The Thursday game is the, the ever-popular Denver and Kansas City matchup. Peyton Manning, see what he can do against uh, Mr. Smith. Houston battles Carolina Sunday. San Francisco at Pittsburgh. Tampa Bay's at New Orleans. What am I talking about? This was last week. Oh, my goodness. Let's reset that, man. Good Lord. 
Long night for the governor. Jeez, here we go. Thursday night matchup. Washington and your New York Giants. Jungle. Jersey Vern. What's it going to be with these Giants, man? If they can't take out the second the second rated uh, QB down in Washington, in my opinion, I still think RG3 is better, but uh, he ain't playing. So Kirk Cousins is going to take him on up to the MetLife Stadium, and we are going to see what happens. So, yep, we did a retake. Tank, we are back, and we are doing our thing. We got Atlanta at Dallas. We're going to be at the Doug Stewart viewing party for that one in Atlanta. That game is in Dallas, so that's going to be a big test for Atlanta. Indianapolis at Tennessee. Oh, and look at this. No way. A tie game. Navarro goes deep and yard and ties this mofo up. Three to three. Bottom of the ninth. And look at this, man. Toronto Blue Jays are back in this joint. Woo! Wow, look at that. And we're actually going to give them... What you hear at the beginning of the of the uh, show, give them a couple Minnesota loon calls. Loons are the state bird of Minnesota. They're ducks. And they give you that nice sound up in the north woods in the morning. So nice to wake up to. But anyway, boy, we, we, we love it. Toronto is back in this joint. And let's see what happens. They can still win it. Two outs. Let's see what goes on. So, everybody, again, um, finishing up the schedule. Oakland's at Cleveland. Cincinnati at Baltimore. Division game. Jacksonville at New England. New Orleans is at Carolina. Philadelphia takes on the Jets. Tampa Bay is at Houston. San Diego comes on up here to Minnesota. Pittsburgh takes on St. Louis down in uh, the Arch City. San Francisco's at Arizona. Buffalo's at Miami. Chicago is at Seattle. And Denver is at Detroit. The Monday night game next week is Kansas City at Green Bay. So a lot of lot of fun games coming up here. As we wrap up Sports Done Right, let's uh, take a last little chat here or take a look at the chat. Apologize here. I think I'm coming down with some type of cold or something. I don't know, man. Anyway, let's uh, go back and scroll back, see what we have here. I talked about my mic going out where we had to go and jump and hit the music real quick. Um, it's all about behavior on the football field from Tank Murdoch. Jungle Brother says, you call 31-17 failing, passing for 600 yards, four TDs, two interceptions in his last two starts for Philly. Um, that was going back there. Uh-oh, here we go. And look at Toronto. Look at Toronto. Double. Right down the right field line. Runner on second base. Two outs. A base hit can win this game, y'all. We're going to forget about football. We're going to wrap up sports done right. And Angie, if you're listening, why don't you come on down uh, to the Situation Room. You can say hi to the people before we jump off the line here. Yeah, I know. I know. Not one of my better shows, so this one may not be up for a while. <laughs> like I said, man, like I said, um, I'm, I'm just struggling through doing my thing. I will probably be taking that NyQuil after this show and going straight to bed. So 
Uh, Angie says, what's up to everybody out there? What up, Fish? And I think she... Oh, Tank, I think you might just get your wish, my friend. I think she's uh, on her way down to the Situation Room, and you uh, will hear from the First Lady here shortly. We are going to do a very quick music break, and we'll get the First Lady on for you. Keep it tuned here. We're going to finish it out with Sports Done Right. Keep it live. Fuck all you hoes. Get a grip, motherfucker. Yeah. This album is dedicated to all the teachers that told me I never amount to nothing. To all the people that lived above the buildings that I was hustling from that called the police on me when I was just trying to make some money to feed my daughter. And all the niggas in the struggle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's all good, baby, baby. Uh. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock to my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Remember rapping Duke? The hard, the hard. You never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight, cause I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world's trade. Born sinner, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Peace to Raw G, Brucey B, Kick it free. Funk Master Flex, Love Bug Star Ski. I'm blowing up like you thought I would. Call a crib, same number, same hood. It's all good. Uh. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Uh. Personal with Robin Leach, and I'm far from cheap. I smoke stuff with my peeps all day. Spread love, it's the Brooklyn way. The Moet and Alize keep me pissy. Girls used to diss me, now they write letters cause they miss me. I never thought it could happen, this rapping stuff. I was too used to packing gats and stuff. Now honeys play me close like butter play toast. From the Mississippi down to the East Coast. Condos and Queens in dough for weeks. Sold out seats to hear Biggie Small speak. Living life without fear Putting five carrots in my baby girl ear Lunches, brunches, interviews by the pool Considered a fool cause I dropped out of high school Stereotypes of a black male misunderstood And it's still all good, uh And if you don't know, now you know, nigga Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. 50 inch screen, money green, leather sofa. Got two rides, a limousine with the chauffeur. Phone till about two G's flat. No need to worry, my accountant handles that. And my whole crew is lounging. Celebrating every day, no more public housing. Thinking back on my one room shack. Now my mom pips a act with me on the back. And she loves to show me off, of course. Smiles every time my face is up in the sauce. We used to fuss when the landlord dissed us. No heat. Wonder why Christmas missed us. Birthdays was the worst days. Now we sip champagne when we thirsty. Uh, damn right I like the life I live. Cause I went from negative to positive and it's all. 
And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Uh. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Representing B Town in the house. Junior Mafia, Math Label. Welcome back. Last segment, and security has escorted a guest down. She is in the Situation Room for the very first time. She's smiling. She's happy. She's a little nervous, actually, so let's be kind to her. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you the First Lady, Angela Wright. Hello. Really? Hello. God, that's all you got. Hello. Well, I was really tired. I had already <laughs> retired to the servants' quarters watching The Real Housewives of Orange County after all my duties today. To duties, indeed. Anyway, everybody has called for you, Angie, in the chat room. They are glad that you have joined us. The Blue Jays have the bases loaded. Josh Donaldson is up the bat. He's got a 373 batting average with runners in scoring position. Angie's not really a baseball fan. She's more of a golf fan. She does love basketball and football. Um, tell the people a little bit about your sports and uh, what you like, hon. So, yeah, I'm more of a basketball, football, golfer fan, of course. I golfed in college, so, you know, that's my number one sport. Sorry, Gary Joyner. <laughs> it is a fun sport. You should try it sometime. But baseball is kind of boring. The only thing I like about it is Bloody Marys at the concierge level. Oh, boy. First lady trying to be funny. She's cracking herself up. She's her own best friend. That's my girl. The first lady of sports in the great state of Minnesota, Angie Wright, is joining us for the last couple minutes. We're trying to see what Toronto's going to do here. Um, Angie went to Winona State University. We are going to extra innings, by the way. Um, Donaldson just struck out. So off and going to the 10th inning, and we'll see what happens there. But Navarro with the jack to tie it up. Angie is a uh, phenomenal golfer in her own mind. She has actually played in two senior PGA Pro-Ams with real PGA, senior PGA golfers. When she was with Allianz. Um, tell people a little bit about the golf background there, Vanilla. Well, my favorite part of golf is beating my husband. That's enough of that shit right there. Of course, that's her favorite thing. Hey, man, I'm a brother that married into a golf family, okay? I, I hated this sport. The only thing I knew about golf was Sega 64 back in college, playing for money on weekends. That's how I learned my entire golf game. But um, anyway, yeah, she beats me kind of regularly. But anyway, back to your story. Well, I do love to beat you yeah, in we, golf. We, we know that. But 
And I just want to add, Vince thinks he is going to beat me sometime in the future, but that will never happen, folks. I'm, never happen. I have already beaten this lady like twice. Yeah, yeah, twice. I think I have because she's had to sign the scorecard. I made her sign the scorecard. So really, here's how it usually goes. Uh, the whole drive to the golf course, if we drive together, he's usually talking smack to me about how he's going to beat me. And usually by hole two, his round is over. That's not true. First off, I don't talk smack because I know she's probably more or less going to beat me. Um, her problem is she needs to practice more. If she actually practiced at golf instead of just showing up and going to the first tee, she'd probably be on a tour somewhere right now. Anyway, um, oh, she wants the mic back. I pride myself in not practicing. Oh, I've hit thousands, hundreds of thousands of millions of practice balls in my life, and, and I her do game not, still, the game do is not still need practice. Oh, she needs a lot of it. She needs a lot of practice. Anyway, Tank Murdoch says, uh, he said smack that, uh-oh. John Fisher is bum-ass Mets. Damn Vince, you suck, says Jersey Vern. Hey, I do, I, I'm, I'm trying, man. Like I said, I'm a brother that married into a golf family. I came late to this thing. Anyway, uh, Angie, you're going to Atlanta this weekend. We are. Hot Atlanta. We're pretty excited. I'm trying to pack four weeks or four days of work and five days of work into four days. So I'm a little bit tired, but we're excited to meet everybody and Jersey Vern. Uh, hopefully we'll meet John Fisher, Jersey Vern, maybe even Jungle Brother. Is he coming? Jungle oh, Brother? Jungle Brother, where are you at? I know how you feel. You like to stay off the grid when it comes to Doug Stewart. Are you going to make a flyby? Anyway, but yeah, we look forward to meeting everybody that's going to be down there. It should be a very fun weekend. Um, Angie, is there anything else you'd like to say? Uh, anything sports related on your Gophers? Uh, oh, Gophers got Amir Coffee, the Minnesota's uh, top recruit for basketball today. So that is a huge, huge get for Richard Patino. Amir Coffee, son of former Gopher Richard Coffee. Back in the Clint Haskin days, uh, he is from Hopkins, Minnesota, Hopkins High School. Again, he's the top recruit in the state. He blew out his knee last year, so he had to sit. But he verbally or he uh, committed actually a couple days ago to the hometown or yeah, the hometown university. I, I've actually seen Amir Coffey play a couple times. He plays for Hopkins High School, which is I a think I just said that. perennial. Don't interrupt me, which is a perennial <laughs> powerhouse. But now you see what I'm dealing with. A couple with. years back, <laughs> they played uh, my son's high school, and I think our son's high school was rated about third in state, and they were rated maybe first in state. I think Amir Coffee was uh, only a freshman at the time, and by the half, he had had 30 points, and the, the they were up. Hopkins was up by about 50 at half. Oh, that's a great story, Ange. <laughs> that was awesome. Ooh, crowd spoken, hon. Anyway, <laughs> let's finish out the show here. They're going to be good. Go first. Anyway, uh, we're going to finish out the show here. Um, 
Oh, look at this. My mother. Happy anniversary, by the way, to Reese Bell and my dad, Ralph Bell. 37 years. And mom, dad, love you guys. You are the best, best parents a guy could have. Best in-laws this girl could ever have for sure. And wishing Happy you guys best. anniversary. Oh, God. No, 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 no. We do no singing on this show. Anyway, everybody, this has been Sports Done Right every Tuesday night, 730. I will bring a much better game next week. As I said, I am just kind of pooped. And uh, let's take one more last little tour through this chat room here before we turn it over to Cooking with the Microwave Man, John Fisher. Come by the house for a drink. Hey, Jersey Burns invited us over. Nice. We'll be there. All right. Uh, Moscow Mule is what the wife drinks. Me, any dark colored liqueur is uh, right up my wheelhouse. Mom says, thanks. And uh, you and the first lady are hilarious. You know, when we're on our game, we, we, you know, we are the ebony and ivory of sports talk radio. What can I say? We are the twist cone, the Neapolitan flavored twist cone of sports talk. So. Um, just living together in perfect harmony up here in the executive mansion. Jungle Brothers says, nice show, Governor. Thank you very much. I don't think it was my best effort tonight, but we made it through. And, um, you know, what can I say? Anyway, we are going to end it here. Um, Angie, do you have anything you'd like to say? Just good night. Thank you and good night. Thank you and good night, really. Checking off from the servants' quarter in the mansion back to my real housewives of orange county it's getting good people all right you wanted her you got her ladies and gentlemen that was the first lady angela Wright. whoa whoa you can't be booing my wife like that anyway we are done here everybody thanks for tuning in tank gerald jungle brother my mom um who else was out there gary joiner uh that ninja john fisher who's coming up next with his show cooking with the microwave He's got toes out john toes out. toes are not out actually toes are very much in tonight and everybody else that's out there war damn eagle gerald gary joiner um everyone who stopped in uh, my brother-in-law earlier jeff was in the joint thank you so much for tuning in Keep it tuned here for uh, Cooking with the Microwave. And I will be back probably next Tuesday. I might try and get a quick little preview show in Thursday, but we'll be packing for our trip, so uh, may not happen. We look forward to getting down there, hanging out with Doug Stewart, Ryan Stewart, Two Live Stews, the, the Stew Nation, everybody that's going to be there. I look forward to meeting you guys finally. It's going to be a lot of fun. And who knows, may even get over to the University of Georgia for a football game Saturday now that the golf tournament has been canceled. So, everyone, thank you again for tuning in. From me, Vince Wright. And me, the first lady. We say peace. Have a good night. Stop.